I have with me on the phone now uh, a man called Paul Hanron. Uh, and Paul is with is a volunteer with um, an organisation called Action Lesotho. Are you with me, Paul? I am. Hello, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Can you tell me a little bit about um, Action Lesotho and what are you, what you do? Um, well, Action Lesotho, is, we're a small NGO and we operate solely in Lesotho. And it's, Lesotho is a small country about the size of Munster and has a population, well, it had a population of 2 million, but it's dropped over 10% in the last few years. So, and um, we work in uh, with those, and our volunteer base is, say, Cork, Kerry, and, and Limerick, pretty much, and there's an individual from up the country works with us as well. Okay, and um, when did you set up as Action Lesotho, Paul? Um, well, like a lot of things, you don't set out or plan to do these things. I was involved with a development education group, and Conor Lenahan, who was a minister at the time, had a white paper uh, looking at how Irish age has spent its money, and had a panel of experts visitory. And I was invited onto this panel and I met the ambassador from Lesotho, a wonderful woman named Manetti Ramadi. And chatting to her afterwards, um, I was very much interested in the Millennium Development Goals at the time mm-hmm. and asked how she would feel about, as we were in Kerry at the time, um, she would feel about uh, linking the two kingdoms because Lesotho was a king. Oh, yes. As well. <laughs> and um, she came back spoke to our government and came back within a couple of days and said they would welcome us with, with both hands is how she put it. Brilliant. Uh, it's interesting actually that you say that because I actually met her it must have been around the same time actually yeah. now that you mention it. What year was that? Oh, it was eight years ago. Yeah, I remember meeting her in Cork, actually, and had dinner with her and had a very interesting conversation with her about um, miners and how a lot of men had gone to the mines in South Africa and a lot more women were maybe educated in Lesotho than men, which is kind of unusual um, for countries in the region. So um, I remember a very interesting lady altogether. Yeah, yeah. So you met her um, and and out of that, then a group of you kind of set up Action Lesotho, was it? Um, Yeah, and from that, uh, we built, we were called uh, Twinning the King, legally we still are, but mm. we became actionless also, mm. uh, mainly because we spread beyond the kingdom. And <laughs> we have a very strong base in Cork. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, the, um, the idea of walking under the banner of a kingdom was getting a bit too much, I think, for all the Cork crowd. You know? <laughs> so we, we had to broaden our horizons. Uh, <laughs> So your office is in, in Tralee, is it? or in? Yeah, we're based in, in, in Tralee. We're yeah. completely voluntary. We have a board yeah. of directors and we have a group of volunteers there on, on the ground in right. Bantry and in Tralee. Um, they do things like we run a bookshop in, in Tralee and they do various um, projects uh, around uh, Cork uh, as well. All the board members... Um, the only thing we get out of it is a sandwich at a board meeting. Everything <laughs> else we have to pay for. And uh, so we're strictly, on, in Ireland, it's strictly volunteers. Uh, so, strictly uh, volunteers. When you say in Ireland, so you also have an office in in, uh, in Lesotho, well, haven't you? Or, or we, we run um, various projects in, in Lesotho in, in three main areas. We concentrate on agriculture. Um, enterprise and uh, humanitarian uh, area. But we essentially train the locals. So we have uh, one local person from here, uh, Pippa Kieran from Back West. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he would be our in-country director and then all the other locals. 
I, I was fortunate to meet with the King of Lesotho some years ago, or about mm-hmm. five years ago, mm. and it was supposed to be for 20 minutes. We were with him for about an hour or so. Yeah. And during the course of the conversation, I said, um, do you have any advice uh, to offer to us? And he was a bit surprised, not used to Western people looking for advice from them. He said, actually, I have. Yeah. He said, um, I've seen some really good NGOs in this country do very good things. The one thing they all have in common is that when they leave, the projects collapse. He said, pass on your management skills. So we took that and we really changed everything and how we were doing everything. And so we tried to train up uh, local people uh, in, in management uh, to, run the, to run the projects. It's a slow process. But our farm, for instance, um, at, we're at the stage where uh, we've had ups and downs in it, but we can uh, some years get up to four times the average crop that they would get locally. Fantastic, yeah. And what, 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 what crop would that be? What, what crops? Yeah, well, we worked mainly initially with maize because that's um, essentially in, it was more about uh, training as farming methods right. and using the farming calendar and when to fertilize, when to weed, when to sow, and doing it in a systematic way. And also dealing with the climate change there because the growing season is getting shorter in that the rains are coming later. And the frost is coming earlier, so it's a shortened season. So you're constantly trying to find what will uh, work in that. But this knowledge and information then is, is shared with the, with the local farmers. But really, really difficult because the farm structure down there, um, most of the farms are one or two hectares. And um, most of the people um, working in farming are below the poverty line. And most of them are old or young people don't want to know about it. So mm. our job is to try and get them to look at it as a business and how they can do it and get some kind of a sustainable living. And everything we do is gain is aimed at getting people above the poverty line. And what is the poverty line around? You know, it, at the moment, they're looking just a dollar twenty a day. So the people you work with um, would, on average, earn uh, if they reach the poverty line. What you're aiming at is a dollar twenty a day. That, that, this is for the people, though, that we would be training. To, yes, to, a lot of them are earning uh, much less than that. It's extraordinary, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Actually, most of them are. You know, something like seventy percent of the of the population is below the poverty line. There, you know. God and so, um, Lesotho is surrounded by South so South Africa, isn't it? Uh, South it Africa is, is yeah, it it surrounds is. the entire country of Lesotho. Yeah. It's landlocked. It's landlocked. Yeah. yeah. So mm. if if, was, if I was sitting down today and thinking, let's pick a country to work with, you wouldn't pick a landlocked country. You wouldn't pick the country <laughs> that has the highest incidence of AIDS in the world. You wouldn't pick the country with the shortest lifespan. There are uh, an average 40-year lifespan, which is half of the Irish, is just 80.5 is the average lifespan now. Yeah. So they're really, um, really up against this. But mm. what we do is, uh, look, we work on a very small scale, but we do have significant successes. And mm. the idea is that they would be replicators in this. Um, you know, a lot of these changes have to come from the top. You know, mm. that's where the... Um, the resources actually are but sometimes you have to start at the bottom to see what works and that's how we approach it yeah and really listening to the to the local people and and involved in living there and also i suppose working with local structures i presume like the i don't know the lesotho equivalent of the enterprise boards or something like that Um, you say that because um, this year 
we we got uh, funding from ISA, and specifically um, what we aimed at that is that the equivalent of the uh, the training board there that we have here. Um, they have something like a hundred staff but haven't created a job, you know. So we had two um, lecturers from UCD come over and run courses and training courses on enterprise and development. Oh, really? Oh. And, uh, and basically on innovation and enterprise. Mm-hmm. And um, so our, our trainers are tra- are working hand in hand with the, with the local government groups in upskilling them on how to uh Get a get that innovation going on at the ground level. Brilliant, it's, yeah. It's not easy, you know, but it's um, we're getting results. That's, that's sounds like it, yeah. I mean, it sounds like to me it makes an awful lot of sense that you would work kind of with the equivalent of whatever the the people on the ground, the equivalent of we'll say the enterprise board and some government agency, that so that you are actually passing on the experience. I know experience can't um, maybe transfer, um, you know, exactly in the same way, but I'm sure there are models of working that that do and and just that management, man, you know, upskilling at all levels. It sounds um, like you're doing fantastic work for. Um, a group of people who really set up as volunteers. Now, if somebody then kind of wanted to to help you out, I mean, do you um, look for volunteers or funding? Or if, if anybody in who's listening today would like to read more about you, um, what would you suggest? The your well, website. We 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 um, or, or we we run a very tight ship. I put it that way. You know, we're a small organisation. We'll never be big because. To take the next step, like we don't have any marketing budgets or advertising budgets and so forth because we keep the administration costs down to essentially to pay for an accountancy fees in Ireland. That's really what our costs um, come down to. If you start employing people and having marketing and advertising, you move up onto a completely different level right? Um, altogether, you know, okay. and then you need a much bigger budget. And so we will, we will work with this model. And so... We constantly welcome uh, input uh, from others. We, you know, we always uh, need uh, members, uh, new members to come on our board of directors. You know, mm-hmm. especially those who have uh, different types of skills that they can bring uh, to it. And it's it's very interesting and very re- rewarding work for people as well. Mm-hmm. And we need um, we need to get funds in. We we work on a five year plan. We just started our, our a new five year plan. And we work out the budget we need for each year. And we secured some of that from Irish Aid. Impact Trade Union uh, support us in the humanitarian and in the agricultural area. And then there's a a company in London that uh, gives us 5,000 sterling a year. And that runs um, the the, the craft enterprise gallery, which which supports something like 60 craft workers that we're training in the area. So that type of thing. Our immediate needs between now and Christmas, we have a goal to try and raise... 5,000 euros because the, the, the situation out there is there's a lot of orphans or right. know, vulnerable children because of the age thing. So mm-hmm. officially they say there's 140,000 orphans. You could double that unofficially. But the, the system out there is that the, um, the extended family or the community look after them. Now often the extended family can be a grandmother who might be, have dementia or something like right. that. Right. And so the kids are... Um, to get a meal at school, the World Bank pays the Lesotho government to provide a meal for every child in the country at school. Mm. But the kids who have nothing, you know, maybe child has a family or something like that, there's nothing in the house, no food at all. You yes. know, so they go to school hungry, mm. and at the weekends there's nothing. So we run programs at the weekend where they come in for a meal, 
but we give them training in with with, uh, with their English and maths and things and, and games and so forth. Okay. But now we're start we're introducing a program to give them a breakfast as well okay. because we found that they mm. weren't really functioning well until lunchtime because they were starving. Okay, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I mean, but we're we're actually running out of time. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry about that, but I think we got a very good sense of what you do. And I think if anybody is interested, and I'm sure there are people here who would like to contribute, I would suggest that they perhaps go to your website. It's called Action the Social. Is that right? Yeah, if we they have just a go- Facebook page, and I okay. leave my number with you. I'm very yes. happy for people to, to, to ring me yeah. because it's easier to talk. To okay, and your number is zero eight six two eight four three four nine eight. And Paul, and and I. Again, so 086 284 3498. 